The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. With your host, Vincent Jenna. Yes, that's me. Moi, Vincent Jenna. I'm coming to you live from Holly Springs, North Carolina. Live, live, live. This is not Memrix. This is not a recording. This is me live. And um, welcome. Welcome to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I, I just want to take a moment to appreciate you, appreciate my listeners. I have some incredible listeners out there. Um, uh, and and I appreciate you coming back and sharing. Anytime that you can share uh, the page, if you go to unityonline.org and you see all my different podcast from all the previous shows you can share that share the the url to my site and um that would be great because uh the more that get involved and listen the more chance we have of transformation in the world today's show we're going to be talking about whether you're a psychic or a medium and and what indications there may be to help you understand that uh, help you pursue that? What traits do you have to have in order to be a really true gifted psychic and medium? Now, we're all intuitive and we're all psychic to a certain extent, but there is definitely work to be done if you want to expand upon that. And um, so I will be uh, talking about that today. And if you have a personal question wondering wondering whether you are psychic or medium, give me a call here today at at 816-251-3555, and let's figure that out. I can do a quick connection to your soul. I can let you know if you're on the right path or what you need to do to get on the right path if you're not on the right path. So once again, that number is 816-251-3555. Call in today. Yeah, it's important to understand this psychic and mediumship stuff. I just had a client uh, just just an hour ago, and she was telling me about, well, first of all, she was telling me about how she made this connection with this gentleman um, that she had known for a long time. Um, I'm not going to go into great details, but but the apparently the soul, supposedly, supposedly, the soul of that gentleman contacted her daughter through the use of a Ouija board. So apparently her daughter was using a Ouija board and this soul came through and gave some great details. Um, but but I get that not just from people who have used Ouija boards, but from people who believe that they're mediums. Oh, I'm getting messages. Because then what she did is she turned to a friend who she said, oh, is a medium. Oh, yeah, she is a medium. And she confirmed all these details that the Ouija board was giving her. And I immediately felt just the reverse. I felt that it was um, a lost 
soul, a soul not with the greatest intentions. They are the ones that immediately, it's the reason why we don't play some of these games. Okay, a Ouija board. It's a Milton Bradley game. You get it at Toys R Us or KB Toys or stuff like that, which is hysterical. We're going to communicate with a, the beyond with a cardboard board and a little plastic oracle and that's how we link with the other side. Well, I do respect Ouija boards because they're, they, they are legitimate, but I will tell you why they're dangerous. And again, if you know anything about the spirit realm, there are different, all the realms, there are different dimensions. We're living in one dimension, the third dimension, right? That's what we call it. We call them dimensions. And as you go up the line in dimensions, you be, you're be you in a more spiritual realm. And uh, I don't know the number. Edgar Casey talks about dimensions, which I happen to love. He happens to state, or he was told, that there are 22 dimensions, basically God being the 22nd dimension. And we're evolving and growing. And when we leave this earthly dimension, we bypass the very next few dimensions that are more attached to the physical planet and the physical universe in order to get to the energetic, the energy, the spiritual, or the heavenly dimensions. All right? But there are physical dimensions that are closely associated and tied to this earth. So let's see. Let's see. If you've, if you've had any... Um, geology, not geology courses, um, environmental science courses or anything to, to earth science where you, you see the, the atmosphere, right? And there's different stratospheres of the atmosphere, the first level, the second level, and third, and it was all technical names of that. I want you to just envision that for a moment, you know, the different layers that go around the earth and imagine them as dimensions, Right. And then as the rocket goes up into space and takes off, it goes through those different parts of the atmosphere. They are also called belts. There are certain energy belts that go around the Earth until it gets out past the earthly belts. And now it's in space. Well, just imagine that those belts don't ever end. And there's about 22 of them. Think of those as dimensions. Okay, so now the body transitions and your energy, your soul, is here in this third dimension. Well, it's got to get to those other dimensions. And, of course, there is a higher set of dimensions that bypasses those earthly levels or belts. Now, if you don't get and go through that light... Whatever it is, shall we say, I call it the express train. That light, that express train bypasses the earthly dimensions and gets you into the heavenly dimensions. Okay, now you go out and you get a Ouija board. Where does that connect? I can tell you this right now. The board itself has nothing to do with the connection, which is one of the reasons why you can use a pendulum, why you can use runes, why you can use anything. You can make up your own board, write letters on a pad, 
right? And and um, make your own little coin to go around the board, touch each person, touching it, and see what letter it goes over. Anything is going to work because it's your energy that's making it work. So that board is based on your energy. Now, if you're 13, 14, 15, and you're using a Ouija board, I can assure you you're not master enough to go beyond the earthly dimensions. You don't have enough energy. You don't have enough knowledge. You don't have enough wisdom. You don't have enough practice or experience here. So you get caught in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth dimension, which is closely tied to the earth what's in those dimensions well guess what all the spirits that didn't take the express train and didn't go through that tunnel of light they're the ones that are associated with that those dimensions they're the ones stuck in those dimensions that's why we say stuck souls or some of us say stuck souls trapped souls here they're stuck in those earthly dimensions and now they're communicating with you and let me tell you about those dimensions. Once you move beyond the third dimension, you see more. You can see a person's past, present, and the future because that's all happening in those dimensions right there, all at the same time. You can see people that a person knows. So legitimately, a spirit, a lost spirit, can actually, through the Ouija board, Contact a person, giving them information about somebody that they know or knew and totally manipulate them, even if it's correct information, just to get them to do what the soul wants them to do. And it usually is not for a helpful benefit. It's usually to, because they're frustrated, those souls, and they'll talk to anybody and they'll lie and they'll do anything because they did on earth, which is one of probably one of the reasons why they're stuck there. Remember, that's what Catholicism was all about when they said there's purgatory and limbo. And when you die, and if you die with a venial sin, you go to purgatory or limbo where souls can pray for you and you can move on to heaven. Or if you commit a mortal sin, you go to hell. What That's what they were talking about. They're talking about those stuck dimensions. Some are stuck more than others. That's what they think hell is. There is no hell dimension. Okay? Um, so... Now you're a psychic or a medium, and your ability to go beyond the earthly dimensions and tap into something real is completely dependent upon you. Now, that is not to say that a bad person can't have that connection. Anybody can open up their connection uh, it, it, but not well, not well. I will say that right now, not well. But you can open it part of the way and still have issues and problems in your life. I've met, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's the majority. I, I am going to use that word. The majority of people who claim they're psychic and mediums have more problems than the people that they want to help and are not true psychics and mediums. No good psychic or medium would guide you to something that is meaningless or harmful. No good psychic or meaning medium will guide you to something that's meaningless or harmful. In other words, if there's no helpful information that comes from their connection, they're not legitimate. And I'm talking about legitimate help. 
positive help, not negative help, positive help, and in including the way they tell you and give you that information. Oh, this person, I'm feeling that you should really be with this person. He's such a good person. He's going to be good for you. Um, yes, there's nothing wrong. There's not going to be anything wrong. Well, that sounds positive, doesn't it? Un un unless, unless you've asked the question about, I have a problem in a relationship. I don't know if it's legitimate. I don't know where the, what this guy or girl's intentions are. And now um, you're asking primarily because you want to stay with this person. And now the medium and the psychic is actually tapping into what you want, not necessarily what you need to hear. Because if it was me... And you said, okay, I mean, well, first of all, I'd be the one that was picking up a bad relationship or, or something's going wrong, and I do all the time. Okay, what's going on in this relationship? I'm seeing a lot of tension and stress between the two of you. What's happening? Well, I don't know if we're getting along right. Um, um, I was thinking about moving on. What do you think I should be doing? And most of the time when somebody is telling me they want to break up with somebody, the initial... Uh, feeling and message I get is that you haven't done enough work to try first, to try to make it work. And this is what you need to do. I have never once turned around and said, oh, yes, absolutely. Marry this guy. Marry this woman. This is per Oh, they're perfect. Go for it. Because that's not how the information would come. Well, as long as the two of you get together and you continue to work on yourselves together. So in other words, there's always going to be some constructive, not just positive stuff. Oh, I'm so glad you told me that. I'm, I know I was meant to marry him. I always wanted to marry him. So now I'm going to marry him because you told me I can marry him. That's not constructive. That's only what people want to hear. And most of the time I tell people what they don't want to hear. That's how I know I'm legitimate because I'm not here to make you feel good about your choices. I'm here to help you recognize if they're higher or lower ones. That's my work. You've been doing what you've been wanting to do all your life. And if you are not manifesting and getting all that you want, obviously you're not necessarily doing all the right things or the best things for you. And unless you have somebody who's going to help you, what is the purpose of becoming a psychic or a medium to start with? That is what you need to ask yourself right from the get-go. Not just whether I am, but what would be my purpose for tapping into that? And most of the time, people say they want guidance. They want their guidance. Do you really want guidance because if you really wanted guidance, you'd be receiving it automatically already. You wouldn't need to develop your abilities now, right? They would already be developed. One of the reasons why they're not developed is because of what you've blocked, what you don't want to hear or what you're afraid to hear. So right now I'm giving you some guidelines on how to tell whether you are a psychic or medium. What is the reason for wanting to tap in? Are you willing to hear what is necessary? What will make you gain the most? 
Are you willing to hear that? I'm starting to have callers calling in. Please continue. Hang on the line. I will get to you, I promise. So your intention in wanting to develop your skill is primary. Your intention is primary. Now, I will say this too. Just because you think you want, oh, I want to become psychic. Oh, I want to become medium. Oh, I'm, I'll definitely, I want to be able to help people. That's all good on the surface. But you have to make sure that intention is pure and genuine. You know all those volunteers all over the place volunteering? We, get, we depend on them and it's wonderful. But do you know that not all of them are volunteering for the right reason and not one of those people who are not volunteering for the right reason get credit for volunteering when they get to the other side? And even here, are you volunteering because of your love and desire to help or are you volunteering to look good? Hmm? Do you feel so bad about yourself that you're going to do what you can to make yourself look good? So, so there's the same question that you're going to ask yourself about why become a psychic medium or why develop it more. Is, is your intention good? Are you doing it to make yourself look good? Or feel good because you really don't believe in yourself. You really don't feel good about yourself. But you heard these things are really nice and people love them. So here's how you know. Who do you have to share it with? Who do you have to tell all your volunteer work to? You know? I've got friends. I've got friends. Oh, my gosh, I'm doing this today. And I'm, oh, my gosh, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to schedule this in because I'm doing this and that and this and that and this and that. And then I do, after I'm done doing this and that, I do that and this over here. Ugh, my life is just so busy, so filled. There is a passage, again, that Jesus said of those who are in church and gave in the poor box. And there may be somebody who gives $100 and everybody sees him pull out the $100 bill and he waves it and go, I'm giving $100 and puts it in the poor box. And then there's a gentleman in the back who just quietly takes out a dollar bill and without anybody seeing, puts it in, doesn't need to announce. Maybe it's his last dollar bill. Maybe it's half of what he has. It doesn't matter, but he just nonchalantly puts it in the box. He's the one that gets more praise than the one who gave the most. Why? Because the one who gave the most gave it for his own praise. That's, so he received his own accolades by everybody going, oh, wow, but he didn't get any accolades from God. That's Jesus' messages. There's only one being who can bless you and give you praise. It's either going to be just you in the way you do things in life, or it's going to be spirit. It's going to be God. That doesn't mean don't appreciate. That doesn't mean you can't share. But like I share, I tell people what my abilities are. But I have to do that. That's called marketing. I got to let people know what I do. 
And I have a bio, yes, but believe me, when I send out a bio, I I wish we didn't have to do that stuff. And and my PR people, oh my God, did they pitch me? And when I'm on a show or doing an interview, oh brother, the introduction, it, it actually makes me blush. Because of all of these, this praising and accolades. Oh, he's so wonderful. He's done this and that and helped thousands of people. And oh, and he's doing this and he's done that television show and this television show. And you're going to leave feeling empowered. I, I hate the need of that, quite honestly. It is like because I don't need me to promote me. I've got spirit promoting me. But unfortunately, in this physical world, you get nowhere sitting quietly in the corner just waiting. So you got to put yourself out there and things have to be said about you. That's why I let other people say it about me rather than me. But in my heart of hearts, I know even why that is put out there. And it's not because I need to feel good about myself. I already do. It's because I need other people to feel comfortable to call me and to even just be inspired a bit to become curious and let their soul do the rest. So what's your intention? You may think you have a good intention, but like I said, there'll only be one way to find that out. So today is about finding out whether you have good intentions and whether you are meant to be a psychic or a medium. And the first thing that I said is, what's your intention? Now, the second thing that's important to know, and some of these I'm not giving you an order. Your intention is primary. That's primary. The second thing is, how do you live your own personal life? And that goes along kind of with the intention, the genuineness. Are you walking your talk or are you only talking it? So there you go with the intention and the genuineness again, right? If you are not walking your talk, turn around and go take up knitting. Don't even think about becoming a psychic medium because you'll, first of all, the skills won't develop well. You'll tap into things you shouldn't be tap into or you'll be making them up and you'll convince yourself otherwise. For example, for example, um, there are there is a person um, uh, indirectly that I know who turned around and told some of my clients that she well, she talks with Jesus all the time because she's psychic and she talks with spirits all the time because she's a medium and that Jesus and you may have heard this if you listened to me last week that Jesus told her that you should not get the vaccination because it will kill you in three months. And I know for a fact Jesus would never have said that. Her own fears created that belief. So we are capable of hearing our voices, but then attaching that to some guides. I get these people talking with angels all the time now. My angels told me, my guides told me. If you start a conversation with, my guides told me, you're not legitimate. No conversation should be started with my guides told me, oh, by the way, you know, my guides told me to come over here today and tell you that you got to watch out um, for your job. You got to watch out for your boyfriend, your girlfriend. 
blah, 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 blah. My guides told me, my angels told me, my angels told me, yes, that's going to work out for you. My angels told me. Well, here's what the angels say. Okay, I'm going to give you some guidance, but don't tell anybody else that I gave it to you. You're the one that has to decide. So if you make a decision to share any information you receive, guess what? That's your choice, and now it's coming from you, not the angels. I, I mean, what am I supposed to do all the time? Yes, I quote, I quote books and, and experts all the time. But I quote them as, okay, supporting what I'm choosing to say. Supporting what I'm choosing to say. I'm not using their words to make me sound legitimate. I'm just supporting. I'm already giving my words out. Just like I said, I just gave a whole list of things. And then I said, by the way, a parable from the Bible that Jesus said... I didn't turn around and say, oh, Jesus told, just told me to tell you. Now, in my readings, I might say that because I do. I get messages. But that has nothing to do with needing to make me sound good. So a good, intuitive person that is more consistent won't walk around saying where they got the messages from because where they're getting it from is from you from your own soul from connecting with you and it's their soul and their mind that are choosing to give that information out it's not coming from somebody else and nobody else should get credit for it just the same as nobody else should get discredit for it now, this may be all stuff that is going against other things that you've heard. What makes me so legitimate? Me telling you that, and because it works. That's why I speak. I continue speaking because my words have tended to be supported by the results in people's lives. That's why I continue to speak. I know I've got callers here, but my commercial break is coming up. And as soon as I come back, I will be talking with you. So call in, hang in there, find out if you are meant to be a psychic and a medium. And if you truly have some abilities, the number is 816-251-3555. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I am Vincent Jenna, your psychic therapist and spiritual teacher. And we're talking about... Are you really psychic and medium, or are you meant to be? Find out. Hang in there. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm glad you're listening today. If you're just joining me, we're talking about whether you're a real psychic medium, whether you're meant to be, do you have that ability, how to find out, and then, of course, I'll talk about how to develop it. 
But um, yeah, things we need to talk about here. Are you hearing real, legitimate, deceased people's voices or are you schizophrenic? Nuts. Well, I hate to say that so many people that I know um, are more nuts than they are really hearing legitimate voices. And it really depends upon what the voice is saying. That's another thing that you need to pay attention to. What's the information you are receiving? You will never receive, and write this down and etch it in stone, you will never receive fearful, negative, hateful, or hurtful, or harmful information from any legitimate spirit on the other side. You will only hear that either from yourself and your own inner demons or some lost spirit trying to scare the crap out of you. Okay? I don't care if somebody is telling you that, oh, this person is evil. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Anything from God would never tell you that somebody is evil. They will tell you, well, pay attention and use your, your senses may not be the best relationship that you're in. It will always come to you in some kind of a positive, non-fearful way. Doesn't have your best intention at heart. So I would probably avoid this person. More like that, rather than he's evil, um, you're possessed, um, you've got you've got attachments that are harmful. They're going to hurt you. You've got um, spirits following you. That's ruining your life. You've got a curse on you. None of that. If you hear whoever is giving that kind of information, you walk and run away from. And if you're coming up with it, then go see a doctor. Because it is not coming from any legitimate place. It is coming from your own inner fears. Yes, people create their own demons and their own voices. You can do that. The examination of your life. How out of whack is your life? How off the path is your life going? That's how you can determine if these voices are legitimate. Now, now, I have more legitimate, wonderful psychics, and I've, in, in all my classes, I always, 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 always have a majority of students questioning the voices that they're hearing, questioning that inner knowledge. I'm not sure if it's me. I'm not sure if I'm making it up. How do I know if it's right? Now, doubt is part of letting you know that it's okay. You've got good intentions. Because if you, did, if you didn't have good intentions, you wouldn't have doubt. You would have automatic confidence. Oh, no, I'm really good. No, I know this, I know this is real. I've been doing this for 38 years, and I still question it. And my, I don't want to lose my doubt. If I lose my doubt, then I've known I've gone overboard some way or another. That doubt lets me know my intention is pure because the only reason why I have doubt is because I don't want to abuse this. I don't want to take this ability to manipulate somebody's life or to make me feel good about who I am. 
So it's okay to doubt. You just don't want that doubt to get so overwhelming that it stops you from doing what you're meant to do. So, okay, callers, I'm going to come to you now. Let's talk about it momentarily, okay? We're going to do it quickly. I've got um, Julia from Canada. I've got such a wonderful following in Canada. I absolutely love you people. I can't wait to get up there. Um, okay, so, so Louie, let me know. Julia... Julia, you're on the air with me right now. How are you, hon? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing well. Did you have a question for me, or are you just listening by phone? Uh, no, I have a question. Okay, um, go ahead. Oh, I don't think I have any abilities, but when I was taking an intuition course, I was told that, in fact, I do. But I really don't know if I do. So that's why I'm calling you because this show is kind of uh, about that. Yeah, it is about that. It's exactly about that. Wow. Okay. That's really interesting. So, so first of all, can I ask what your cultural background is, Julia? Where are you from? Originally from Poland. From Poland. Okay. Now, now the reason why I ask is because culturally there are a lot of different cultures that uh, practice um, spiritual and psychic ability and mediumship ability more than others. Okay. Um, and, and I happen to know that uh, Polish people are very intuitive. However, they're also very religious. And the religion tends to frighten them or stop them from pursuing that spiritual ability that they have. All right. Um, I will tell you that on many occasions you have absolutely tapped into it and you shouldn't be afraid of it because it is not against religion. It is against a re the religion if you are a warlock or a wizard or a witch trying to curse or put spells or control people, that's what was meant in the Bible. As a matter of fact, it was, it was Jesus who said, do not seek out the necromancer. And a necromancer is a wizard and a warlock, not a prophet, prophet or a psychic. As a matter of fact, he came from prophets. He was Jewish. Don't be afraid, Julia, to allow it to come and speak to you because I do believe that you can open up to it. It's legitimate. You've been intuitive. Um, that inner voice, you may call it something different, that inner voice, that inner knowing, that inner understanding, okay, that is an intuition. That's a psychic ability. And the mediumship can be mixed in with it and a little bit diluted. So if you are hearing or maybe you feel a loved one around or your mother or somebody like that who is deceased, okay, that is a mediumship ability. But a lot of times we chalk that off. You understand that? Yes. Now, so I'm, I'm accurate. Am I not accurate in saying that you've sometimes had those experiences but really didn't pay attention to it being psychic or medium, correct? It's more intuition, like uh, that I should do something. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think intuition is, hon? Just that knowing of what to do. 
That's right. But where does that knowing come from? Our spirits. That's right. It's the same dimension. It comes from that dimension we're all connected to, which is where we connect psychically. Psychic and intuition is the exact same meaning. Okay? Except the scientists and biologists, when they were describing human beings that we have this intuition, this knowing, they didn't want to connect that to anything metaphysical or spiritual because they wanted to keep it scientific. But they couldn't explain how we know and why we know. But psychologists and psychiatrists, it was Carl Jung, who was Sigmund Freud's student, that said, well, we're connected to a source of knowledge and wisdom. And he called it the collective unconscious mind or the mind of God. That's where we go for our intuitive feelings. It's also where we go for our psychic information. And the metaphysical world and my realm, they wind up taking it out. Now they call it the Akashic Records. Oh, there's records on you, and it's Akashic Records. They're no different than that dimension, the mind of God. Your knowing, Julia, your intuition is the same thing. It's just a different word. Okay, hon? Okay. But you are. Let that knowing grow because that knowing, you can actually ask questions and receive answers through that knowing. Now, wouldn't you like to be able to depend on that for yourself? Yes, I would. Any suggestions on how to um, grow that? Yes, keep listening because that's what I'm going to be talking about next, okay? Okay, thank you so much. All right, Julia, thank you for calling. All right, so now from Kansas City, I've got Marie. Marie, you're on the air with me. How are you, hon? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. Before you say anything, I will tell you right now, yes, you have seen spirits. (laughs) Right on as always, Mr. Vincent. Oh, wow. right on as always. <laughs> I, yes. Is, is this is this the Maria who I I know basically through you know you calling in before? Yes, yes. This is me. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what's your question for me today? Okay. Um. Um. Yeah, I kind of know I'm on that end with that. Uh, early on, when I was younger, uh, I had vivid dreams. I was able to go into my dreams and manipulate my dreams, and um, it scared me. It scared me. Um, I was in a deeply Catholic uh, upbringing around me, and they didn't uh, really like it. And um, how can I say it? It just wasn't. It just wasn't accepted. And so I kind of just told myself every night as a child, just rocking myself, telling myself. I didn't want to dream. I didn't want to dream anymore. And um, it took about a month, two months, and I stopped dreaming. And I haven't been able to dream. And very, very, very rarely do I do dream now. And I kind of want it back now. Now that I'm older and now that I can understand it and I think I can handle it, I think I can handle it. I'm still a scaredy cat. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) 
Well, see, this is what I'm so glad that you shared this with me. Isn't it sad that there are these things in life, these philosophies in life, these adults in life, whoever it is in life that want to instill such fear in us that it winds up controlling us our entire lives. And I will tell you this right now. Catholicism is extremely strong based religion. We'd like to think that Islamic religion is strong because they actually go out and kill because of it. However, the Crusades, so many wars have been fought because of Catholicism and the Catholic beliefs. They're so rigid, they're so strong, and more importantly, the people that get involved with them become very fanatical. And so you have been so ingrained. It's not the ability you were ever afraid of because that's why you kept doing it. It's what you heard about it that made you so fearful. Well, guess what? Little Marie still holds that fear. And and the point is, you, you just made such a valid point for all my other teachings. The whole reason why we can't manifest what we want in our lives has nothing to do with what's going on in the adult mind. It has to do with what's going on now in the unconscious child's mind. Your child within you is still controlling you. It's still what's making you fear. That's how you know it's controlling you. No adult is afraid of anything. They're cautious, they're reasonable, they're reliable, and they're stable. But the child within is not. The child within is still fearful. The child within is unreasonable. And the child within will hold on to the original beliefs it was taught until the adult teaches it otherwise. You've got to consciously talk with little Marie and let her know it's okay to dream again because that was part of your gift. And you had lucid dreaming. Are you familiar with lucid dreaming? Yes. Read more yeah. about it because, and reread it again because people t try very hard to control their dreams. You did it naturally as a child. Through lucid dreaming, you can receive such incredible answers and solve problems because things you accomplish in your dreams, you actually then manifest physically in your physical world. So if there's a problem you want to solve, if they're not just a question to receive an answer, but if there is a relationship you want to fix, you can control your dream, go into the dream, fix the relationship, and then the next day you wake up and you can automatically receive a call from the person that you just fixed a relationship with that <laughs> turns around and says, I've been thinking about you. Uh, I, I just had to call you because I can't stand that we've had this discourse. Mm -hmm. That's how yeah. it works. Do not be afraid of it and let little Marie know that she's not evil. She's not going to hell. And like I said, <laughs> the priests, the priests, the rabbis, the Sadducees, all of these ministers knew of the higher order and understanding. I mean, even in the Judaism religion itself, the Hebrew religion, they kept an entire mystical book, the Kabbalah or Kabbalah, however you want to pronounce it, from the public because they didn't believe they could handle it. Well, recently, through current contemporary years, they finally have released it, and they are now teaching it. However, 
your Catholic leaders still want to keep it hidden because, see, there is a pope, there are bishops, there are cardinals, there are these leaders that will decide what you're capable of handling religiously and spiritually and what you're capable of not handling, which is the reason why they eliminated so, so many passages from the Bible. But guess what? Your current pope just not too long ago in, in his history, in his reign, turned around and one of the first things he said was Adam and Eve, hell, are all metaphors. They did not exist. They did not exist. They were stories told to try to teach you something. He was finally giving some truth out there and trying to adjust the Catholic religion. Adjust little Marie's mind and let her know it's okay for you to have the gifts you have. Okay, Marie? Yes, thank you so much. You're very welcome, as always. You take care and go dream again. We need them so that you can help a whole bunch of people. I love you. (laughs) <laughs> I love you too, hon. You just go and do what you need to do and keep sharing with others, okay? Okay, I will. All right, great. Okay, thank you all for calling. So, all right, so how do you begin to develop this more? Okay, take care of your ills. That's the first step. You can't just practice your psychic ability. If you take a course with me, I make you work on your core, your inner self, those things that have hurt you, those things that have scared you, like I just told Marie. All right? Those misunderstandings, like I told Julia beforehand, okay? You need to work on those things that are getting in the way of all your life. You only have one channel that's in your heart. You've heard me tell you this before. That is how we open up to our psychic ability, which is why intention must be so pure, must be so genuine. It must come from the heart because the channel will open. Now, those who have it partially open, they're not necessarily bad people that are going to go around and pick up a gun and shoot a whole bunch of other people. But but they have so many different ills in their lives that the information that's coming up from their soul is being filtered through all the other nonsense. Okay, go listen to some of my work. Stop stopping yourself and become unstoppable or God, it's not working, which is on my website. Listen to some of that so that you understand that the soul is down deep in your deepest psyche mind, but on top of your soul is your first set of self-beliefs and then a set of adult defense mechanisms and beliefs, then your subconscious mind, and finally your conscious mind. Well, your soul is always trying to get legitimate information up, and your angels and your guides have to speak to your soul. So why is it that we can receive wrong information from angels, guide, and source? Because that information gets filtered through one, two, three sources before it gets up into your conscious mind. Three different levels of your mind that good information has to go through. And I will tell you this right now. It can start out pure as it all is. It can start out loving. It can start out helpful. But by the time it reaches your conscious mind, it's completely tainted. Have you ever played the game Telephone? 
right? Where you got a group of people or kids. We did this as kids, right? All the way down the line. We even did this as an exercise as an adult. Maybe you got 30 people sitting in a circle and one starts a statement, an affirmation, a, a, a story, whatever it is, even just one sentence, and then whispers it in the person's ear next to them. And then that person has to whisper it into the next person's ear. And then that person has to whisper it into the next person's ear. Well, by the time it makes it through that circle, this is the telephone game, and comes back to the original speaker, that first statement is so tainted, is so changed, is so altered, that it may not even have any content or context as the original statement that this person started with. Why does that happen? Is it because everybody is hard of hearing? No, that's not it at all. It's because no matter what information you receive from, from the outside world, even internally from your own inner hearing, must be filtered before it gets to your true, true consciousness. And even when it's said to you in your consciousness, it's being filtered by the nonsense that's in your head. How many times have you gotten into an argument because you misinterpreted what somebody just said to you or what they didn't say? What do you fill in the blanks with? So just think about that. Now source, now God is giving you some guidance. Now the angels are giving you some guidance or you're tapping into some deceased loved one and you're trying to bring that to consciousness and speak. It's the, the mind-mouth or the mind-hand phenomena. If you take any psychology courses, you will learn that there is a phenomena that goes on between what you hear, what you know in your mind, and how to get it out on paper or how to get it out in words. And that there is a discourse between the mind and the hand or the mouth because of the stuff in between. Take care of your stuff in between. That is going to be your major way of opening up your ability. That will let you know how legitimate you are. You know, if you have to write down a list of things that aren't going right in your life and look at it for a minute, now decide whether the information that's coming in has the chance of being tainted. If it's positive information, listen to it. You do want to honor your inner voice, no matter what's coming through. In order to clean up the filtration system, you still have to pay attention to what's coming through. Whether to act upon it or not is what I'm talking about. Whether it's legitimate or not, whether it's your own inner voice speaking, the outer voice stopped, the inner voice takes over, that can happen too. Right? How many times did somebody tell you, um, you know, meet me at, oh, this, oh gosh, she's going to kill me. But this happens with my wife and I all the time. We make a plan on a time that we're going to go meet. We're going to go out. We're going to leave. We're going to leave at 630, honey. Okay. Whether she says it to me, whether I say it to her, we're leaving at 630. Then all of a sudden it's 630. And and when we're not ready to leave yet, and I'm going, well, wait, we're supposed to be leaving. We got to get there at six thirty. No, we're not. We planned on getting there at eight. What are you talking about, eight? I always said that it was going to be eight o'clock. Yes, because originally she thought, or I thought that, and planned that we were going to meet at eight, and we changed it to six thirty. But it's not a matter of forgetting. It's because of in my mind, in her mind, was the idea that we were going to leave at eight. 
instead of 6.30. And you'll, she'll be convinced, I'll be convinced that it was that time, even though we said, no, we have to be there by 6.30. We have to leave by 6.30. So there are so many times that that happens. Just think, God, angels, deceased loved ones can tell you something, but by the time it gets to your conscious mind, it's something else that you had intended, your agenda, your issues, your beliefs. So just like that woman who said, Jesus said, don't get the vaccination because it can kill you in three months. She already had that within her. She already had that feeling within her. And now all of a sudden she hears from, from this ain't from Jesus, she thinks. Maybe she did hear from Jesus. Maybe Jesus actually turned around and said, don't be afraid to get the vaccination. But by the time that message got to her conscious mind, and that could be in a very short period of time, she heard otherwise. So clear those channels, take care of your ills. And then practice listening, ask questions, meditate. That's one of the ways. Why do you think we're supposed to meditate? Meditation allows you to shut down the conscious thinking but still be awake consciously shut down the conscious thinking but still be awake consciously we can get that in our sleep we can get dreams in our sleep right and and yet not pay attention to them. Well, we've come to the end of a show. I'm going to talk more about this. Take one of my classes when it comes out. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I appreciate your listening today. Thank you so much. And and just, just realize, honor yourself, honor your inner voice, but make sure your intentions are pure. This is Vincent Jenna. I'm your psychic therapist, and have a fabulous week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.